If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We're so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Jill Annable. I'm here with Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I have a silly question for you, Colleen. Excellent. Bring it. Uh, I'm wondering if you have ever taken an aerobics class. <laughs> okay. I laugh because, uh, yes, I have taken aerobics class, but I also was the queen of, you know, the eighties aerobics videotapes. So Jane Fonda, Kathy Smith, um, and then Kathy Smith did like when she got out of like the regular aerobics, like was doing a box. So it was like a boxing oh. and aerobics video. So it was like into the boxing for a little while. I got to teach some aerobics classes. Oh, wow. School. Like I love aerobics. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> guess I hit you with the right question. Cause I didn't know that about you. And that's amazing. Um, well, this teacher um, who gave us this idea today is Denise McKinley. She ah. is from Precious Blood School in Los Angeles, and yep. she does multi-age. We both know her. We've we each have relationships with the micro school network of Los Angeles and the archdiocese. Yep. And she's in one of those micro schools. Um, she teaches uh, TK, K, and first grade as a multi-age classroom, and her classroom. There's moments in her classroom that remind me of an aerobics class because she has all of their attention all at once. And she has this microphone and she gets them up and moving. And they're very much using movement as they do whole class instruction. And that's what we're going to talk about today is when to purposefully do that whole class instruction, because it's unique in multi-age that you would have everyone's attention at once because they're all at different levels. And it's honoring the fact that we are one community as a classroom, but we are being individually academically pushed. Okay, Jill, I think that's a really good um, analogy that you just used like her as an aerobic instructor in front of a classroom and Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, she has the cute little headset on and her, so her yeah, voice she is, yeah, and, and I love that it's, and it's great. And it does keep their attention and it's necessary. I think with that, with that age group. So TKK one, uh, a difficult multi-age group anyway. It, well, in my opinion, I'm always very mm. respectful of the the people who teach littles. Cause that's, that's really hard for me. You know, also thinking about the way that she has to differentiate all the time for you know, not just the different ages, but the different mm-hmm. ability levels that it's such a wide range of ability levels. 
skills. And you do that in aerobics class too. You know, there's like the mainstream, you know, you're in the middle. Okay. If you're a beginner, you're going to do it a little bit differently. And if you're uh, advanced, mm. you're going to do it a little bit differently. So we're drawing a great analogy here from an aerobics class uh, to a uh, TKK one multi-age classroom. Good okay, job. Okay. Awesome. So <laughs> when I was uh, most recently observing her, we were doing, um, she was doing a whole class warm up uh, with them uh, for math. And so very much centered on number sense. And I've seen many elementary teachers do this well. It reminds me of some classrooms at St. Patrick in Parnell and some others who take that time where all the students are together looking at something together and they're, they're making sense of numbers. So you're taking something like the number nine and you're looking at it a bunch of different ways in a 10 frame, subtracting from 10. Every time you see a nine, you should think of a one. Well, what does it mean for 20 then? What's the relationship between nine and 20? Oh, it's 11 and nine and make 20. And one thing that she did was instead of the traditional, like you look at a calendar or you look at your, how many days of school has it been? Or, you know, numbers from one to a hundred, she took mm-hmm. her chart from one to a hundred and she pulled out three numbers. To me, it was three numbers at random and she held them in her hands. They're on little cards. Okay. But I know it was purposeful because she said, Hmm, we need to think about which numbers are missing. Okay. So everyone's thinking now about what's missing which is honoring the spread there of TK, K, and one. Yep. But then she was asking specific questions and you could tell that they were leveled. She didn't start with something easy and get harder. She was specifically asking what number comes before 70. And then she gave them great wait time. And then when she called on her students, she also asked them to think out loud. And then her next time she'd say, what number comes after 11? You know, so she's pulling in, like she knew that different questions were going to be harder and easier than each other. She knew who to call on, who was just right, who was thinking, maybe didn't get it perfectly, but could think out loud for them. She was assessing their ability to do certain things from her curriculum standards, but not all kids are working on the same curriculum standards when they're doing number sense. Mm -hmm. And then she'd pull back in. I think the number of the day was nine. So then she's pulling back in some numbers around nine and asking some sense there about the relationship to nine. That was all probably less than 10 minutes. Okay. And then she let them out into their stations for station rotation where kids were getting different ability levels because of what they need once they get to her station with her at her kidney table or whatever she was doing there. So they would get their pointed lesson based on their ability level, but all connected to that lesson on the number nine and number sense to a hundred, like everything was very connected. So the stations weren't disconnected from the lesson yet. The lesson wasn't just teaching to the middle and half the room was bored. She had them like an aerobics instructor and then let them loose. It was okay. So describe to me because I have also recently visited her classroom. So describe Uh to me. So I got to see Uh, very similar to what you're describing. And it was a a few minutes of whole group, probably eight ish minutes, Mm -hmm. which is what it should be. Like we know this from brain science. That's about all the time you have with a group of Mm -hmm. students to do anything whole group. So, okay. So that's what she did. And then, um, and then released them into their stations as well. So when you watched whole group instruction, where were the students? What part of the classroom were they in? Were they sitting at their desks? No, no. And she was great. There's she has a small little room, but she has different spots in her room that are used with purpose. She brought them over to like the math wall where everything you could visibly see on that part of the wall. And they all crowded in. They knew exactly where to crouch down. 
they were antsy and it was fine because like an yeah. aerobics instructor, she was having them count using their arms, using their legs. Like, Hey, yes. we're all coming over here. I'm counting already. Here we go. Here we go. And then when she had everyone's attention, then she started this mini, mini lesson and they knew. And she said to them, okay, when you're in your stations, if you need to walk back over here and look at this or look at that, Remember, this is going to be up right here for you. So now the walls were used with purpose so that our independent learners are out at their stations, but they could go walk over to that wall if they needed help. I That's that's a really great point. So everything that's on the wall is purposeful and it mm-hmm. pertains to something that she's um, teaching. So it, there, it, it isn't clutter. It's actually all purposeful it information. Definitely for math too. So she put, even though the, cl- even though the room is not big, right. she would pull them somewhere else when yeah. she was doing literary, you know, work when she was doing a whole class reading or finding certain things in literature, she was going to bring them somewhere else in that room, even though the room's not big. Right. So that, and that's what I saw. So we were working on vowels when I was there and she's a lot of very good interactive. So there wasn't the, let's say eight minutes that I watched her teaching Mm -hmm. vowels was not lecture. It was all interactive. It was visual. It was, I'm going to say this and now look at the shape of my mouth and now touch your mouth. Do you feel okay? And now make the sound and repeat after me. And now let's say words using this, and then we're going to sing a song and then we're going to, and we're moving our hands and all of the different ways that students can interact with that letter, you know, whatever they could do, you know, to make it real so that it wasn't just seeing the letter or hearing the the name of the letter was really cool. It was great. And then of course they go into the stations and then they're building on that knowledge from what they were just doing with the whole group. So really great stuff going on in there. I totally agree with you. And I love that we've both been able to witness that. Yeah, it's fun. And in different ways. So that's amazing too. What you just described, I want to make sure I say is that it also honors the students who are beyond the skill set of that grade band. So of Mm -hmm. course you're going to have some students in there who are reading or writing or doing math at a second or third grade level. And so making number sense or making sense of vowel blends Mm -hmm. are things that you would need to do as an advanced scholar for that grade band anyway. So you might have some students who can already read, but they may not know the things that were being taught in that lesson, which is now going to make them a stronger reader for beyond. So that's the bell right there. And I, I like, I want to keep talking about all the different ways to welcome back we to can't. it. <laughs> we'll come back to it. There's always more All right, ideas. We'll come back. There's always more ideas and time to celebrate. We're going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. Send us your ideas, share the love with your fellow teachers. You can send those to catholicteacherslounge.com. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time.